0: Welcome to Truth Time, where you'll get a shot of the truth with no chaser. And now your Truth Time host, Trey Cersei.
1: We got these who peddle their fallacious, corrupt communications, talking about Christ died for your sins. If you know, religion has always—they've always had these man-made add-ons. They—they like to stick in there somewhere to distort and pervert the gospel. And so the latest is, he died for your sins if you believe he died for your sins. (laughs) Well, that half-truth is still a whole lie. God isn't looking down saying, if you don't believe, I'm going to hijack your forgiveness. That's just a lie from those who oppose the cross. Oh, they don't know they're opposers. At least I don't think so. But they're looking to their own understanding instead of just believing King James English. They've joined the Limited Forgiveness Club. Limited forgiveness is a joke. God isn't waiting on anyone to believe something before he can clean house. The job's finished. He cleaned house some 2,000 years ago. The sin that stood between God and humanity was wiped, cleaned, and sanitized by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now what God wants to do is move in. The world isn't saved. They're forgiven. Getting forgiven don't save you. It made you save a bull. You were not saved until you trusted that the Son finished the work the Father required of him. First Corinthians chapter fifteen. It's time you get the gospel right. You're preaching a gospel light, but you need to get the gospel right. You're not a right divider, you're a light divider. It's not gospel, it's gospel-ish. They're saying you have to believe to get the sins forgiven that God says he's not imputing. Now that's a mess. God said he's not counting sins. Man says that. He says, I'm not counting sins. You say, Please, God, count mine. Let me do something to get them forgiven. Please. The Limited Forgiveness Club, with a straight face, say, You need to get your non imputed sins forgiven. Sins that are not there. Incredible. I started in Christian Radio in 87. It was in the summer, in the month of June, and I, I thought I heard it all. But this is right up there at the top of the foolish doctrine list. One preacher, he'll insert, turn or burn in your sins. Another, he'll insert, you got to be water baptized for forgiveness. And then one comes along and says, you must confess your sins to be forgiven. But people started doing their own research, and they got wise to some of this nonsense. So back to the drawing board they went. Hey, I know. Tell them they got to believe it first. Stick that one in there. Tell them if they don't believe it, then it's not true. Yeah, tell them that. This is just another man-made insertion. But here's the light at the end of the tunnel. The good news. People out here who oppose groupthink and isn't bound by systematic thinking, they'll eventually ask, Just like my wife and I did. Hmm. So after I believe the gospel, which non imputed sin will stop being imputed? It's like the group Mercy Me said it's the cross that made you flawless, not your belief. Today's poor proponents of this limited forgiveness should really hold off on trying to teach the doctrines of Paul until until they've actually learned the doctrines of Paul. But they're too busy on Facebook trying to grow their limited forgiveness club. They should be alone in a room studying the scriptures. Instead, they choose to make some of the most implausible, some of the most groundless Facebook comments known to social media. Our listeners send them to us. And and sometimes we don't know whether to laugh or cry. On one hand, it's funny to see how ridiculous their baseless arguments are. On the other hand, it's sad to see just how many there are that oppose the cross. Calling themselves mid-acts. Claiming to preach the gospel of 1 Corinthians 15, but don't even understand it. Let me share a couple of their specious memes and Facebook comments. We get these all the time. Okay, the first one here is from Jeremiah. He listens to a fellow who calls himself Elder Scott. And hang on, we're going to hear from Elder Scott in just a few moments. But first, this one from his listener, Jeremiah, who posted Ephesians 1-7. These folk, they, they twist the entity, this verse to death. They look right past basic grammar. Here it says, "...in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins." The limited forgivers, they think the in whom denotes the believer being in Christ. (laughs) Newsflash, it doesn't. They think the in whom means you've got to be in Christ before you get forgiveness. But what they missed is the in whom here, it's the source. It's referring to the person of Christ as being the source of forgiveness not the location you got to be in to get forgiveness this is basic grammar my hey if if you're going to try to fool someone into into believing they got to do something to get their sins forgiven you really need to better prep yourself that way you can do it correctly now let's flip the coin and look at what one of our listeners said on facebook robert hurlcher he said you can forgive someone for punching you in the nose, but that doesn't make them righteous. That's exactly right, but some haven't studied out terms. They have no idea that righteousness and forgiveness and justification and reconciliation have different meanings. Okay, back to the limited forgivers. Tom V., in all his wisdom and glory, old Tom says, Universal forgiveness is a stepping stone to universalism. Wrong. And as a matter of fact, Tom, it's the complete opposite here. It's your boy preacher Rodney who is now the universalist. He jumped straight from where you are. He's from the Limited Forgiveness Club. He left y'all and switched to universalism. (laughs) So don't get it twisted. Contrarywise, we've been grounded and settled in this unperverted gospel truth of forgiveness for many years. Haven't budged an inch. We've been right here from the beginning. Since coming away from denominationalism, we've never known anything else. That's how we got saved. The Gospel, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Tom, you can't be saved by trusting in self. The gospel is not belief in belief for forgiveness. The gospel is 1 Corinthians 15, Christ died for our sins, no if. But we get a kick out of reading some of these. When you're on social media, be analytical. Analyze what you're reading. One common thread among those who have yet to understand the gospel is they're constantly and consistently contradicting themselves, making themselves sound like two-faced double-tongued hypocrites. TTR agrees with 2 Corinthians 5.19. We believe God when he said that on the merits of Christ alone, he stopped imputing sins to the world. But universalists don't believe that. There's no equivalency here. And you're not doing yourself or your limited forgiveness club any favor by spreading lies. So see if you can get this right. We believe that under the current administration of grace... You see, this has nothing to do with sins outside of this dispensation, on either side. No need to run to the book of Revelation. Nope. Won't affect what we teach at all. You're wasting your time. The non-imputed sins to the world falls in between the parenthetical but now parentheses. Right now, and for around 2,000 years, no one's sins have been imputed. That's what God says. That's what we say. But universalists don't believe that. And you would have known that if you'd done an ounce of homework. But you choose to hide behind your keyboard, thinking of ways to further your false narrative. Universalists don't believe that God stopped imputing sins on the cross. Oh, they might say they do. But like all false man-made systems, their teachings are full of contradictions. If you're attentive and listen closely, you'll find that they do not believe that. They believe that one day people are going to have to pass through a purifying fire to be cleansed. That's another gospel. That's not Paul's gospel. If the unbeliever has to go through a purifying fire to get rid of their sins, then Jesus was a failure. His cross work didn't work. Hello? Anyone who believes the universalist nonsense, hey, you're in the land of Cuckoosville. At times, you just have to feel a bit sad for those who have allowed themselves to be so credulous. But I digress. Back to the limited forgivers. Educate yourself today. Stop with the misinterpretation. Stop appearing foolish to those who watch your videos, see your memes, and read your post. Universalists teach a purifying fire. Some call it refining fire. It's basically Catholic purgatory. That's what it is. They believe this fire does what Truth Time believes the cross did. Now, you may find a a splinter group that slightly deviates from this a bit. But make no mistake, they all believe that everyone will eventually be saved. We do not. Do you have ears to hear? We believe that even though God stopped imputing sins on the merits of what Jesus Christ accomplished... No one's heaven-bound without having received his imputed righteousness. I've taught on it before. Your spiritual bank account is empty. The sins have been wiped away. But no one goes to heaven with an empty bank account. You have to have his righteousness imputed in there. That comes by faith. Christ has already died to put away the sins of the world, but no one will be saved without faith. Faith in his resurrection for their new life in him. Eternal life. That's what it's all about, folks. That's what it comes down to, life or death. Which one you want? The choice is yours. God won't force either one on you. You see, the limited forgiveness club, they think you have to do something to get your sins forgiven, which takes the focus off the cross and places it on you and your belief. Sounds like religion. Believing the gospel for forgiveness is wrong, Believing the gospel for salvation is correct. You see, when you believe the gospel, you're believing in a finished process. But when you put your belief in front of forgiveness, you're making belief a part of the process. That's dangerous ground. Now listen, if you've got some sort of cognitive disorder and you're on Facebook spreading misinformation, then forgive me. Maybe you have an excuse, and I apologize. But if you don't, I make no such apology. You should know better. There's ignorant, and then there are those who are willful ignorant. Which one are you? Willful ignorance is akin to what's called confirmation bias. And it's often used as a defense mechanism. Listen. Some of these today, not the true mid-acts, but the mid-actors. You are actually closer to the universalists than we are. Do you not get that? Pay attention. You say, sins stop being imputed when the unbeliever believes. Universalists say, sins stop being imputed when they pass through the fire. You both add a step. We, on the other hand, say, what sins? Did you not hear about the cross? God stopped imputing sins on the cross, so get over yourself. And he did so on the merits of the blood of Christ, and it has nothing to do with your belief or a refining fire. You mid-acts hypocrites, that's what you are. You'll sing, what washed away my sins, nothing but the blood of Jesus, knowing good and well you don't believe a word you're singing. You're just mid-acting. Why not sing what you really mean? What washed away my sins? Nothing but the blood and my belief. Your false perverted version of the gospel takes away from Christ and his blood work. You keep believing that if you want to. Feel free to do so. But here at TTR, we contend that forgiveness isn't dependent upon Jesus plus your belief. No, it's Jesus alone. He is the sole object of the world's forgiveness. He took the full brunt of God's wrath against the world's sin, whether anyone believes it or not. Ever since the cross, not your belief, but ever since the cross, the only thing standing in the way of someone's salvation is not their sin. It's their need to be clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Something that happens at the moment they rest their faith in his finished work. So let's be clear. You and the Limited Forgiveness Club, you're more compatible with Universalists than we are. You both add to the gospel. How ironic is that?
0: Hey, guys. Uh, They say it's our job as uh, local members of our community to help edify our local church. Uh, My name is Danny. I'm calling from uh, Hampton, Virginia. Uh, I wanted to reach out to you guys and thank you for your ministry. Uh, It seems like here lately I've been kicked out of this limited atonement group, and I couldn't be more happier about it. Uh, These past two weeks, I have uh, specifically paid attention to you and your ministry, and I wanted to thank you for what you guys are doing. Um, I have definitely learned a lot in the past two weeks. I have filled in blanks and have gotten over this plateau that I've been stuck on for so long. Uh, You guys are truly a blessing to the body of Christ grace and peace to you guys. Uh, your brother in Christ, Danny.
1: Your heart is beating Your body is bruised You feel Like there's something more for you Your fingers beating Your face is blue But you're
0: out to live But you're not afraid to lose Yeah
1: One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, I am a boat rocker. Truth Time Radio, coast to coast and around the world. You can now hear Truth Time on
1: demand at truthtimeradio.com. I am so thankful for those of you who are standing strong for this reconciliation, this pure gospel, unperverted message. As ambassadors, as ministers of reconciliation, we have to have thick skin. We have to be built for the fight. We got the limited Forgiveness Club on one side and Universalists on the other, surrounded by ignorance. Received a video of a man who just can't seem to leave this subject alone. It's almost an obsession. So today, I'm going to let you hear from this guy, who, who, by the way, a few weeks back, he took time out to not only send us a private message, but also made a phone call to the Truth Time office just to tell us how glad he was that we exposed Preacher Rodney and how he wanted to make sure that we were aware that he abandoned Rodney's heretical teachings. So he used to be over there believing that mess, but he wanted to make sure that we knew that he had left that. <laughs> Now, I find that rather comical, considering what he teaches. He's going to throw stones at Rodney when he himself is a gospel perverter. Reminds me of the flip-floppers I've ran into over the years. They're unstable and unable to find a place to land. Flop over here, flop over there. Hey, I I love to fish. And they remind me of fish out of water, so desperate for air a common attribute of those who have yet to understand the gospel correctly. This fellow here calls himself Mid-Acts, yet someone just sent us a screenshot where, under one of his videos, a listener of his said, and I quote, Salvation is a gift, a gift you must repent of your sins to receive. End quote. And what did this mid teacher do? This joker hit the love button. You can't can't make this up. Yeah, he loved this salvation by works comment. A mid-Acts grace teacher. What kind of strange rightly dividing is that? This is how you have to rightly divide, I guess, if you want to be a member of the Limited Forgiveness Club. And is it any wonder that there's such a strong campaign going on against those of us who teach unlimited forgiveness? We make it clear. We don't blur the lines. Most of these King James Bible words are spelled different because they are different. Forgiveness and salvation. They have different meanings and occur at different times. Now that shouldn't really surprise anyone. I don't think it takes more than a dozen or so brain cells to figure that one out. I'm well aware that blurring the lines is popular among the denominations, but am continually amazed to see how fast it's spreading in the grace circles. This blurring of the lines is only causing confusion among the body. It's getting to the point where you can't tell if you're listening to a grace teacher or a Baptist teacher. I think that's the way some wants it. Which, by the way, this elder Scott claims to be ex-Baptist. I say take off the mask. You're in disguise. Claims to believe the mid position, yet agrees with the statement, salvation is a gift, a gift you must repent of your sins to receive. Give me a break. You better keep your doors locked. Next thing you know, they're going to be bringing back water baptism and communion. So pour yourself a cup of coffee. I'm going to. And, and let's hear what this guy's got to say.
0: Here we go. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, are they in Christ? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Is everything, all the old things passed away on them that are lost? I don't think so.
1: Neither do I.
0: Behold... All things are become new. Are all things become new
1: on them? No, and no one who teaches this believes that. So what's your point? And all things
0: are of God. Are all things, according to them, of God? Is that how that works? Care to share?
1: Share what? Would you care to share a logical argument so we can have a logical common sense conversation about the position you opposed sir you're not prepared
0: who hath reconciled us to himself by jesus christ and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation so did every one of the lost get the reconciliation ministry
1: what He holds the title elder and can't navigate through the scriptures any better than this. This is sloppy. This is sophomoric. It's called preparation. It's called studying the scriptures. Something this ex-Baptist preacher, now turned mid-actor, apparently doesn't do very well.
0: To wit or to know that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us, who's us, which believe the word of reconciliation. We've been granted the ministry of reconciliation, didn't say reconciled, says reconciling. Mm-hmm. Didn't say imputed, mm-hmm. imputing. Right. Both are a process. Okay. Still going
1: on now. Oh <laughs> train off the track in the ditch. Wow. Massive collision. It said reconciling. That's a process. Up until that point he was correct. Then he said that is still going on. Really? So now we've uncovered the truth. We've uncovered the real underlying problem here. You, sir, and others like you, all of the blind sheeple out there, do not believe in the finished crosswork. You claim to preach the gospel, but you do not even believe in the finished crosswork. This process that you claim is still going on today was FINISHED. Just read the verses and let them say what they say without you interjecting your own personal belief. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Yes, that was a process. That was, operative key word there, was a process. But the process was completed. When? On the cross. The gospel that you claim to believe and preach. But you do not. It's evident. Anyone that claims that it's the process that's still going on today doesn't know or teach, believe, they don't preach the gospel. No, no sir, you don't qualify. You need to close shop and go back to the drawing board. Stop making videos until you figured this thing out. To wit that God was in Christ, was. Oh, you missed that word. God was in Christ. Not still is in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself and not imputing their trespasses whenever they believe on a daily basis. That's foolishness. No scriptural integrity here. None whatsoever. Follow him if you want, but you're going down the road as a blind man. But like someone once said, in the world of the blind, a one-eyed man is king. And this, folks, is who we have. Popping up. These kind of guys popping up everywhere. Former Baptists who don't have enough doctrine under their belt have yet to learn the material. And all of a sudden they call themselves to Preach. And they get all of these false doctrines and false beliefs started because they're not equipped to handle the book. Jesus did it all. But, oh, wait a minute, you have to believe. Oh, so he didn't do it all. (laughs) Nothing but the blood. They'll sing that. Nothing but the blood. We don't have enough ambassadors, ministers of reconciliation, who know how to bring this life Changing, liberating, freeing truth. Truth that will free, free the world. And once they get it, then there's a much higher chance of them trusting Christ. Hey, I'm a fighter. I'll fight anyone tooth and nail in defense of this gospel of Christ, this ministry of reconciliation. I don't care who you are. Jesus was a fighter. Paul was a fighter. Our apostle Paul, born in Tarsus, a a city of Silica, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Paul's our pattern. When you come strong with this rightly divided reconciliation truth, people like to get it twisted. They want to cry foul and whine about this and whine about that. They're soft. And they'll accuse you of not showing love when they don't even know what real love is. Real love isn't me standing outside in my driveway watching you and your home burn to the ground Real love is me running up to your door or your window with my 6'4", 240-pound frame and breaking through, breaking it down like a wrecking ball. Real love is me disturbing you from your sound sleep and dragging you to safety. That's real love. But today's faint of heart, they don't want that. Don't dare disturb them with the truth. Just leave them there to burn. Well, that's not us. That's not this ministry. All you false teachers claiming to preach the gospel and don't even know what it is. Christ has forgiven us of our sins if you believe. Boy, that's sad preaching from someone who... Well, I mean, I would, I would. it would be understandable if you were a denominational preacher. I might understand that. But to call yourself Pauline in your doctrine, rightly dividing the word of truth... That's sad. You haven't even understood the gospel. And your pride won't allow you to admit that. If you could admit it, then you could fix it. Stop teaching others to trust in something they do for their forgiveness. Believing is doing. Just read Acts chapter 16 where the jailer came to Paul and Silas. What must I do? They told him what to do. Believing is doing. So when you tell someone you need to believe to get your sins forgiven, you're telling them you need to do something in order to get your sins forgiven. And don't get this twisted. Believing is not a work. Nobody's saying that. Pay attention to the words. Believing's not a work, but it's something you do. Let me repeat that. Believing is not a work. According to the Bible, believing is not a work, but it is something you do. What must I do? Paul said, believe. That means believing is doing. Does that mean believing is a work? Never said that. A work is something done in the flesh, not believing from the heart. A work is something you do in a physical manner. Romans 3.20 Therefore by the deeds, that's works, of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. Is believing a work? No. Is it something you do? Yes. How can it not be a work? Because the work is something done in the flesh. Romans chapter 3, verse 20. This stuff's simple, man. If you'll do your homework. If you'll believe what you read. If you don't allow man to come along and poison your mind with false teachings. If you're not a man worshiper. If you decide to put off your former denominationalism for good, completely, and cling tight to this truth, the ministry of reconciliation, that if you're saved and you're calling yourself a teacher, if you think you're preaching Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery and you're sitting up telling people they must believe before they get their sins forgiven, you, sir, are a liar. You better beware. There's many out there who are not preaching the gospel. And you better know that you have no hope of salvation until you give up on self and what you do and decide to completely trust Christ and what He did. Believing that you've got to believe first before you're forgiven, that's what you do. Believing that the blood took care of that around 2,000 years ago, that's believing in what He did. That's the gospel. And they like to say that what happened on the cross, that only applies to those in Christ. Well, let me ask you this. If God stopped imputing sins to the world, if God stopped counting sins to the unbeliever, then of course he stopped counting them to the believer. Why would you be surprised that Paul would write to those that are in Christ and tell them that? (laughs) just what's the mystery here? What's all the fuss about? Paul never said, not once, he never said you have to be in Christ before God would stop imputing your sins. He never said that. He simply tells the in Christ that their sins are not imputed. That's a big difference, folks. A big difference from the false narrative they're trying to push. That's about That's about like if I were to read about a restaurant owner who, who said in his restaurant you can get three balanced square meals a day. And I take that information and use it to try and prove that, that it is only in his restaurant that I can get that. That's disingenuous. It's intellectually dishonest. Be discerning. Pay attention to what you hear. Regardless of what's floating around out there today, this is the gospel. Christ died for your sins. He died. He's not dying. And God was reconciling, but not anymore. He's not reconciling, as the mid-actor tried to tell us. He's been satisfied. The work was finished. He's reconciled. He's finished with his part. His part was death for sins and resurrecting from the tomb. It's complete. Now your part can be accomplished by belief. You do not need forgiveness. You already have it. You need his life. Those who are not saved are forgiven dead men in need of life. Now, if you've yet to receive the life of Christ, I'm like Paul. I'm praying for you in Christ's stead to... Be ye reconciled to God by believing Christ died for your sins, not dying, that he was buried, not being buried, that he is risen, not rising. It's all complete. You believe that, and you'll be reconciled to God.
0: Got a Bible question? Call toll-free 1-888-988-9562. Email us at truthtimeradio.com. Until next time, remember, when a man who is honestly mistaken hears the truth, he will either quit being mistaken or cease to be honest.